Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on history.org. This is Behind the Scenes, where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. This time, I'm asking Kelly McAvoy, and at Colonial Williamsburg, she's a peer teacher in the volunteer dance department, which leads to the first question. What is a peer teacher in the volunteer dance department? Well, first of all, a peer teacher is basically the person that mentors the other children in the program, um, kind of supervises them, makes sure that they uh, know what they're doing, and help them with um, other guests in the area. So. What do volunteer dancers do at Colonial Williamsburg? We dance a lot. Um, okay. Ask for that, didn't I? Yeah. But um, mostly we just um, dance in the historic area, and we um, display dances to visitors and also have them join in with us. And we teach them the dances, um, the honors, uh, courtesy, and so forth. So you're doing 18th century dances. This, these are not, well, modern dances, something else. Definitely not. <laughs> these are not... Uh, uh, frug and stuff. Um, you said the youngest girl was 11? Mm -hmm. We have several 11-year-olds, actually. So. So, so in the 18th century, 11-year-olds could dance? Oh, definitely. They'd start learning, actually, a lot younger than that. Probably, well, if you were with your family, you'd start learning your um, courtesies probably around the age of, well, actually, as soon as you could learn them. Your parents would start you know, showing you how to do them. But as for dancing... Um, you could start learning really as soon as possible. Um, dancing was very important in the 18th century. It showed your uh, social status, how well you did in public. So the younger the better to start dancing. You've, you've used the word uh, courtesy or courtesies a couple of times. What is that? Um, it was a gesture of respect to um, acknowledge someone. Um, it, for ladies, it's the courtesy, and for gentlemen, it's the bow. Okay, I, that, I thought that might be it, but my thinking that it might be it doesn't necessarily <laughs> make it so. How long would it take? Uh, I guess you may know or you may have to guess, but for I am, uh, I am a father in the 18th century. I have a five, six, seven-year-old daughter. Uh, I've been fairly successful. I'm fairly well off. I can afford things. How long would it take my daughter to be proficient in dance? Well, to be proficient in dance, especially if you were of the upper class, um, that would consist of several things. Of course, country dances, which are the easiest. Um, and then the minuet, of course, is something you'd have to learn if you were um, of the upper class. And that would take years, um, well, depending on how good you are. But some people get it just like that, some people don't. But um, for a young girl, she'd probably start learning when she was, um, you know, you start taking classes, um, maybe eight years old, eight, nine, and then start um, going to balls and so forth, probably around the age of 14 or 15. Probably take that long to get it down very well. Why was the minuet so difficult? Well, it consisted of um, very fine steps, um, and it was actually done in a room of, uh, at a formal entertainment. It was done one at a time. So you really had to know this dance um, Oh, so you couldn't fake it. No, out there by <laughs> people yourself. would know if you were faking it. So, yeah. but um, yeah, it was done one couple at a time, um, and people definitely critiqued you on how well you did. Well, that sets up a competition that is pretty ruthless. Mm -hmm. uh, 
each couple has to go out and, and try and outdance every other person in yes. the room, which can be a little Jordan bit difficult. Jordan has done an uh, order of rank, so by the end of the dance, you knew where you stood. <laughs> if you went last in the minuet, well, you know your place. So. Oh, well. Uh, well, that'll teach them. Now, the only two dances from that period that I have ever heard of are the gallop and the gavotte, and they're both French dances, I mm -hmm. think. And I don't know if they ever came across the sea to the colonies or not. Well, you know, actually, um, during the Revolutionary War, French dances were very popular because, of course, the French were our allies. So uh, French dances did become popular, like cotillions and, of course, um, other dances like that. Okay, now, uh, I'm sorry, I, I am not a dancer and I have no background in it. I have no idea what a cotillion is. The cotillion is pretty much the great-great-grandmother of today's modern-day square dancing. It was done with four couples in the form of a square, and uh, usually there were changes and then one repeating figure. So you'd have a change, like a, a big circle for everyone, and then the repeating figure, and then another change, and then the repeating figure. So you could have as many changes as you wanted, but by the end of the dance, you knew the repeating figure very well. Okay. Uh, how long have you been dancing? Well, I've been doing English country dancing probably since I was about 14, 13 or 14. Uh, is it still fun to you? Oh, definitely, yeah. There really isn't anything better, I think, than getting up on stage. And, you know, at Revolutionary City, they have a stage now. Um, so I actually kind of like that because we get to go on stage and really act it out and make it fun for the visitors to watch, and I really enjoy it. So. Okay. You ever get the point where you say, gee, I think I'd rather go swimming or I'd rather do something else this afternoon rather than put on this huge outfit and go stand on the stage. I have to admit, there have been times when I just wanted to, you know, throw all my layers and layers of clothes off and just go jump in a pool, but um, it, it really is worth it. Um, I like it a lot, so it's fun. There are other things you could be doing, but um, that's one of the things I would rather be doing, dancing and have, uh, do the guests uh, ever get to talk to you? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. What? Okay. What do they ask? First of all, are you hot in that costume? <laughs> uh, especially dancing outside. Um, we're outside most of the day, but occasionally we go into the air conditioning in the afternoon. But, of course, they also ask us um, how long we've been dancing, if we enjoy it, and um, how old we are, things like that. How about the, the children of guests or the guest children, to put it in proper order? They have questions for you as you're standing there decked out in 40 layers of something? <laughs> they do sometimes. Uh, the little ones can be a little shy at times, but um, we get them into conversation and we ask them to dance with us, and they'll usually comply unless they're really shy, in which case they'll just cling to their parents. But um, usually we get them interested. Are the, are the dances simple enough that uh, a kid could learn a step or two fairly easily? There are a few dances that we have for audience participation, which are the easier dances that we know. Um, for example, Rosie Lass, it consists of turning your partner by the right hand and then uh, like galloping down the set and back. So it's, it's fun for a kid to do, and it's easy too. How long do you see yourself doing this? You know, I'm really not sure. I, I definitely enjoy it, and that's why I've done it as long as I have. Um, I guess whenever I'm ready to move on, that's when I will. And... Of course, one of the other junior interpreters will soon move into the position of peer teacher. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens.
So, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you, you know when, you, when it's time to stop mm -hmm. and then you you'll stop. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, a certain amount of sense. Uh, when you're dealing the younger children who are under you, do they have an opportunity to, to show off their skills? And, you know, so everybody dances. Yes. Um, we also have some, along with the easier dances, we have the more complicated ones, which the girls enjoy because they get to show off what they know. And occasionally we'll have them teach the dances to the visitors, and we also have them teach the um, courtesies and honors and have them tell the visitors about uh, life in the 18th century and uh, the role that dancing was part of it. How was dancing part of it? I mean, if you're wealthy, mm -hmm. sure, you're, you've got balls and things at home, and then you're going to the governor's ball, I presume. Uh, but let's say I, I am now, I have fallen in rank. I am a, a middling tradesman. I have some money, not a great deal. How does dancing affect my family? Uh, it's definitely just as important as, as it would be for the gentry class. It, it still showed your standing, um, how you performed in public. Um, as for learning dancing for a middling sorts child, it would be a little bit different. Probably you would learn from your parents or um, maybe a gathering of children like with a, a, um, a dancing master in town. Um, also books they could read to learn dancing. So. There were dancing books? Or? Dancing manuals that had dance figures, uh, how to perform the courtesy, uh, rules of civility. Good heavens. It sounds boring. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Sound boring, but I'm trying to think of learning a dance by reading about it. It would be hard. Which is, I think it'd be a lot easier if you could see what the well, steps were supposed to be. Pretty much everyone knew how to dance. So, I mean, of course, the children would be able to learn it firsthand with others. But those dancing manuals were there to fall back upon. Dancing is less important to families now than it was then. Definitely. Um, in the 18th century, courtesies were um, not only, well, they were, of course, like I said before, a gesture of respect, but they were used to enter and exit a room, to give and receive a gift, uh, to begin and end a dance, of course. Um, it, was, it was part of everyday life, and it uh, was really, um, it needed to be learned and to be accept acceptable in social situations. I think you could definitely tell who was better bred because of the way that they performed their um, courtesy. Of course, if someone just did a sloppy courtesy, you could probably tell that they weren't instructed very well. Or they wanted to offend you. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be pretty unlikely most of the time. That's Colonial Williamsburg past and present this time. Checkhistory.org often will post more for you to download and hear.